0: The GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power, home of the GA Hour hurling ACA. And when I started
2: running, I I didn't stop, and when I got the chance to go, I said, I should stay going. so I opened up.
0: We're only the small little fish out there, so we are, and we're trying hard to make it through. But it's harder to get the breaks when you're the smaller fish. I love this county so much, you know.
2: And it's just,
0: I'm delighted that the lads, the lads did it for the people over today, because, like, I, I'm heartbroken. I'm <laughs> So the Independent are reporting that the Kelly County Board are going to appeal Richie Hogan's red card. Uh, JJ, this is never going to end.
2: <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Look, it's, it's just really regarding he won't have a suspension next year more than anything. I don't think it's got to do with it. rightly or wrongly if, uh, he was sent off or not. I say it's just appealing that so he would be available for the Leinster Championship. We've seen how valuable it was to have every player available for Leinster Championship because it went down to a pokeball. ball if you're going to get it or not. So I'd say they're probably looking ahead rather than looking back. Right. That they need oh, their full outfit now for the Leinster Championship next year because he will, if he gets the red card, obviously the, the card, it will be a suspension now that'll carry on to the Championship next so year. So it'll be
0: the first round of the Leinster yeah, Championship. Yeah, you presume it would
2: be, yeah. So they're probably looking ahead rather than looking back. I don't think he's acting about it was the right or wrong decision on, on Sunday. I don't think that's entered her head at all. Well, they it's ha- just, well,
0: it must enter their head or else if they didn't think it was the wrong decision, they wouldn't appeal. Yeah,
2: but they're, it's not a case of, it's a for right or wrong that would happen there on on Sunday I'd say you know
0: because when I was at the match it was um, RTE that was on in Croke Park when I went in to have a look at it so I saw what Henry had to say I heard what Jackie's had to say Mm. Brian Hogan's been on Twitter you know the the Kilkenny high profile pundits and there's a lot of them have all been singing off the same hymn sheet. Where are you on it? I didn't hear what, what you were saying on Sky.
2: Yeah, no, uh, I said the exact same thing at half time, to be honest with you. Um, my initial reaction, you probably have to go back to your initial reaction when you've seen the actual incident when it happened straight away. I didn't think it was to be honest, straight away. Um I suppose, looking... I
0: have to say, neither did I. But yeah. after well, seeing then,
2: the replay, yeah. I, I know think it you're was. going to see the replay, but it, when the replays is slow down and really everything that as well. When you go shoulder someone, your arm is not straight down by your body he was up there and he, that was his hand he was holding a whole bit so he was up there Now he probably went up 45 he didn't go up 9 degrees on it but again this has been covered to death now over the last yeah. while. so it's the important thing to say is probably t- did it impact Tipperary winning the game I thought 15 or 15 the way they played in the second half I thought they would have got over line anyway it would have been a bit closer alright so probably people are saying that it wasn't a red card and that's, I, I thought it was a, a yellow at best but I will go on to say that if Tip, the way they played in the second half, the way they used the ball, the way they went, 50, the man-on-man, 50-50 the ball when came down, Barry Heffernan was catching ball over Walter. Roland Marr was, was winning the battle against Colin Finney as well. The way they hold in the second half, 15 or 15 I thought Tip would win anyway yeah. to be honest with you, the way they played in the second half. Now Our- that's the thing now, I think the narrative is some lads are trying to spin it that um, few of guys were saying that it wasn't a race car, so. Like, that's why he tip one. I don't think that's why he tip one. Is it your loyalty
0: it? to Richie that's making you all think it wasn't a red? Because most neutrals are saying it was a red, and you know, it's m- pretty much only ex Kilkenny players which w- who would have played with Richie hmm. that's saying it's not. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Are you are you in been, danger? Like, I understand why you would think that. Richie's not that type of player. You know him personally. No, that,
2: that shouldn't come into it. In fact, you know, that sort of player doesn't. Well, well, why are, why it? is
0: it only ex Kilkenny players that are actually think it wasn't a red when most other people think it was? Yeah,
2: so look, look his game of opinions really. More than that, and um, if we're playing club championship a couple weeks time, and if that tackle goes in, I don't think it's going to be very hard. That's what, that's where the issue is, you know. What yeah. I mean? And I know there's t- the inconsistency is, is brought up again, and I've seen the clip going around the place when on Bill Cooper's. Well, it's different times, it different, different games. Ty- it was a different
0: type it, of one though. His it, elbow wasn't was
2: up But again, if you go to the lesser law, it was the same tackle. You know what I mean? But. It's different time, different game. I don't think that that shouldn't be tally, that shouldn't be a reason why he should be center He should be centre- off. The, my issue would be is that in two weeks' time we're playing championship in the club. If that same tactic goes in, it wouldn't be a red card. So, and if I received it, I wouldn't be expecting uh, yellow card. Because my reaction, Damian Lawrence said me on the sideline. I said, to him, look, James Owens has talked to him. he will be okay. It's, it's yellow card, and, that's it. and I said, when he's seen the red. Usually, when a red card is very very obvious, the player's reaction tells it all. And Richie's reaction was he—he he was actually in shock when he seen the red card himself. So I've look—I've been sent off before, and I've seen the red, and I was expecting the red to come out. And I put the head down and walk off straight away. I, wa- I was not shocked to get it. You know? Yeah.
0: No, no. There's no doubt. he was shocked. Paddy Stapleton here is, is here as well. Paddy, what do you think? Sure. Look, I, I hate to go
1: again, you know, but I—I I obviously do think we enough, like most. people are learned from Kenny, like, like No slides again, you admirable to support Richie but um I suppose the other thing if that shoulder had been even in the chest I still think it would have been ascending sending off. I've been in that position I actually unfortunately got sent off a few years ago in a club game uh, challenging Jamie Callan and again I don't think it was meant but meant by Richie. It wasn't meant by me but when you're trying to read the situation, he was trying to read him going down the line. He got stepped, but the momentum brought him straight in and lifting the arm. If he hadn't have lifted the arm maybe not No, he didn't mean to hit him in the head but he did hit him in the head and by letter of law that's off the field and the fact it's kind of reckless if that was only two of them standing up and jostling each other and one was moving to the left and an and, and elbow was raised I don't think it is but it it looks excessive you know caused a bit of an injury on the ground so look I think it was a great hate team going off because I don't think he's one bit of a dirty player he's a great player and a great ambassador but yeah. um, unfortunately like it's terror that has to happen on that day but like You know, is it more acceptable that it's a red if Cottleberry gets knocked out? You know, then are we saying, oh, it's a red card, so it's either dangerous or it's not? And look, I thought it was, it was just, he didn't mean for it, and it's an all-earned final. But even in a league match, that can happen. You're going as hard as you can, you think you can nail a lad with a legitimate shoulder. And when you take that chance and you're always taking a chance and it doesn't come off, then, then the, the result is,
0: is bad. That's the, that's the thing. It's like most mistimed challenges, which is what it was. And he was a little bit thick at the time. And like you see it in soccer, a player nudges the ball ahead just a split second before a tackle and you mistime it and you didn't mean to do it. You were going for the ball, but you did mistime it and you caught him. Like, I mean, the rule is, and this was uh, uh, fresh guidelines and instructions that were sent out uh, this year. Um, and it says, if contact is made to an opponent's head, if opponent has no opportunity to protect himself, if contact impact is excessive or causes injury, if the elbow, forearm, hurley is part of the contact. Do you know what I mean? That's a red card, and it's ticking, the, it's ticking those boxes. Yeah. So technically it was, JJ, and I do, I, do take your, I do take your point. I'm not sure about Richie going on off the ball the other day. Like, I mean.
2: Uh, here, I suppose he's entitled. If he, if he wanted to get his soon. own point of view a yeah, bit ah, no. soon but maybe he wanted to get out there and put it to bed and then forget about it as quickly as possible really more than that. maybe yeah. that's what was in his head um, I suppose he wanted to get his his own side out and um Look at how he spoke very well, but um, yeah, look, it's a good He that's, did, that's but that's it, keeps it, the,
0: it keeps it in the news, you know. Yeah, like, i mean, but
2: maybe you now maybe it'll be put to bed. Maybe if it'll be put out this week. Well, now um,
0: Kilkenny are appealing it, so it's not being put to bed. Yeah, like, but I, are Kilkenny out, dealing with this
2: well? But if, if he came out next week and done that interview, that'll bring it up again, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. saying for this week, this end of this week, forget about it. He go back to his club, he's playing Cup Championship now Saturday or Sunday week, so he'll have to focus on that then again. Like, you are not coming. Maybe get it out of the way now. Forget about come the weekend, something else is gonna happen. Something else is gonna be in the in the limelight the and then it's gonna it's gonna be um, put, put to bed really more yeah. than I say. For his own sake I'd say it's just he'd probably think, Right, come out here now, do this interview. Yeah. Put my say it out forget about after I think
0: I'd say I wouldn't like to be the person that rang him up there's no way I'd ring a fella on a Tuesday that has been sent off in honour <laughs> of not, not in a million years <laughs> no. but look like, I can see where he's coming from but the point I'm making JJ and I don't necessarily need you to be trying to criticise your own county but between the Richie Hogan interview between the pundits all going on about it and now between appealing it that this red card which most neutrals think it was a red card has like dominated the news cycle of the you know after yeah, the All Ireland when yeah,
2: there there are three individual situations. It's not a case of everyone got together and said this this is what we're going to do from county board. The ex-pundits or to pundits from ex-players and Richie Hogan, there are three individual situations. This obviously happened at one. It's a big talking about it at the moment, so whoever did make that phone call probably wasn't expecting Richie to answer it. But he answered and he took the interview, and, and it looks very easy for him to just hide away from it. But he manned up and done the interview Ferrison, yeah. like you know. So probably the county board thing, that's probably over Richie's hands, if they were up to themselves to appeal that. And again, the ex-pundits or the pundits, ex-players, pundits now at the moment. Everyone's asking the question now at the moment. You know, kind of way. It's
0: well, on Twitter, they're not being asked. And the sure, well, that's if they're they wanted, sticking it out there.
2: Yeah, there's just a few guys are doing it, like you know, and you're kind of saying that it's getting a bit embarrassing. Seeing your one on Twitter there yesterday, all right. But then that's the first question you're asking me there again today. That's yeah. going to bring it out again. You know, that kind of way. Yeah. So I'm not Look, accusing you
0: of that. Your Twitter has been very quiet. I went to check it out. <laughs> now I hope, JJ, homework, I hope okay, JJ isn't crying about this on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> But you but you weren't. But this is the thing and just just to finish up on this Paddy and something I I don't really like and I should have pulled Cheddar up on it here on Monday but Jackie started this off on Sunday night and Sunday game blaming Cottle Barrett for not getting up fast yeah. enough and JJ, or Cheddar had it as well and I'm annoyed, annoyed with myself for not pulling him up on it but like I've yeah. looked at the replay I've looked at the replay of that lads and you can see heavyweight boxers get that glancing blow on yeah. the chin and your legs go, and the way Carl Barrett fell back, he fell back in an unnatural position on one of his legs. Like, it looked like he was completely disorientated when he fell, Paddy. I don't think it's fair yeah. to stick it out there. Like, a, a glancing blow for a heavyweight boxer. Suddenly, you're wondering, how did he go down from that? But You know what I mean? But you do. Yeah, when,
1: and, uh, yeah I'd, I'd hope, I would be hoping that they're just trying to make excuses for why it wasn't the red card, because I think it was very irresponsible, uh, to be saying that about a head injury and for the last two years what we talked about we're talking about concussions. We're looking at in other sports American football and the likes and, and we're trying to stop the heavy hits on the head. So we're saying that you know that that, that fellow is injured who clearly got a fairly um heavy strike onto the head and um it was it was very disappointing to see that, especially from a fellow player who um we've we've all got slapped. so who is anybody else to decide how sore or how much of a knockout it was getting on the ground. Like, I've, I've received shots in the head before and, and been concussed uh, two or three times, and you don't know where you are. And even if you just get startled, you might need, you know, you might need to stay down for a minute to see how you are. Um, so I think that was very, very poor. And, you know, in fairness, we're talking, like, Richie was travelling fast. It wasn't like he hit him and he was right there beside him afterwards. He flew by him. So, I mean, that tells you enough that he's, he's travelling at a pace and it's enough to cause a bit of damage. So, like, what I'm thinking is, if he was knocked out, again, if he's knocked out, is that saying that it was, you know, is that better, that it was less of a dangerous tackle? Um, I just think it was, it was in poor taste enough putting it on Carl on on Barrett's door that Richie Hogan was sent off, and I think that's what it was really doing.
0: Yeah, I I would agree with that, JJ. Like, I mean, I don't know what you think of it. I remember I was knocked out in an under twenty one game before, and if you were to look at the video of it, it didn't look like you know what I mean. Mm. It didn't look like much. But if your head is knocked, yeah, across, oh, I've,
2: I've experienced this. finding myself, Cyril um, and got sent off for hitting me as well. But I was on the ground, and got back up again. But the reason it wasn't a case of having sitting staying down or, or getting up to confirm Cyril But a couple of years before that, Tommy got up straight away, and that was just with Benny f- done. Yeah, that's the first thing that popped into my head. Like, just get up and and. and Kind of reason why Tommy got up there that's the mentality that's the first thing that popped into yeah. my head get up off the ground now and don't show any.
0: But here's the thing about this is that Barrett was right beside the backroom team and the medical mm. crew rushed on straight away, and which, so which they not they're right fault to do And they have to go through the yeah, no, no, that's 100%. You know, that's no
2: issue regarding the medical team coming on with I any a belt the head. As
1: well in it. Sorry, but the difference in Tommy's and Tommy's of a no, I'm not saying that, no, I'm not saying that. That can rattle your head. Like, I'm, I'm only I'm saying the reason. I've even said before um, he'd only go up because he got taken off before for a blood substitution and never let back on so I think it just has to be
2: you know what's right is right there and that you know No I'm only saying that the reason why I got up was that Tommy got up there a couple of years before that and that was a, that's a trigger in my head that's why I just hub up straight away on it that's the only reason I didn't say anything about the belt or anything like that and it was not, probably not got to do with Benny done or Cedar Dunn and that Tommy or the reason I got up either like you know yeah. I mean, it's just in a case of right get up now because has he done it a couple of years before do you know what
0: I mean yeah. kind of I just think well Carl Barrett's obviously talked or responded back to Jackie Says Jesus, Jackie. That's a bit harsh. I'm surprised at him. I was a little dazed. It wasn't my decision. The doctor has to assess me. There's nothing I can do. The more I try to get up, I can't. I was a bit rattled. So the doctor did assess me. He wasn't going to let me back until I answered the protocol questions. He asked a couple of questions and checks uh, your eyes and things like that. And are you know are you are you okay or whatever? Mm. I think Jackie on the Sunday game. I think that's harsh now because nobody knows what. How rattle no, Cottle, no. only, you know, do- only Cahill knows it, and the doctor it knows it d- and, a, and, and, the, and the blow did rattle his head across. It's mm. not like he did. It, it, there was no contact there. There was so like, I don't know. I think the Jackie and Cheddar trying to throw at the Cahill, I think, is a little bit harsh because you don't. You just. You just don't. No, know. No, you don't know. You know.
2: He only knows, and the doctor knows what, what kind of um, circumstances were in it. Like so. Yeah. No, it's, it, look, it's it's completely. He got up and got on and played a, a brilliant game the second half now as well. Like you know, so probably. Yeah, the, the red card in, in this instance probably taking up more airtime than what well, really is, actually yeah. done. Like you know
0: what I mean? Because you have well, to give them credit as well. Like that's it, that's what I think. That instead that it's I think this red card has dominated too much of this week when it should be about the All Ireland yeah, champions. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I mean that's the kind of issue I had talking about Cottle Barrett's uh, performance then in the second half. Paddy, I'll I'll start with you because he was the spare man, and at halftime I would have been thinking, Jesus, you don't put your your best man marker as a spare man. That's silly. And then, yeah. then he appears as the spare man. And then, amazingly, I hear, I read these quotes. I had no instructions for the free role. I was free. It was just instinct. You play it as you see it. The boys, has, the boys have given us enough coaching over the last nine months. They trust us on the field. That's Cahill Barrett. And I, can, yeah. I, just can't, I can't comprehend that that he's he's the best man marker. He's yeah. put as a spare man, and he's not even given an instruction about how to play the role.
1: Well, yeah, I I think what happened down through the years traditionally, anyway, uh, certainly when I play cornerback, um, a lot of the time if a leg gets sent off, the other the other team will play with two inside forwards, and it will be maybe your best other person in the in the full back line to play as your spare man. I know sometimes you might get maybe a matter of that, but I thought this was the best best one because really, like he was able to cover cross, He's so fast. I think speed is a huge thing with the spare man because you can cover all the angles uh, very, very quickly. And like he's, he's probably an under... Not that he's an underrated hurler, but maybe an underrated sticksman. Like his touch and his passing is brilliant. So I was delighted to see him as spare man because I think there was big men that the likes of party Matter were to mark and Rona Maher was to mark. And I think on that day, we needed Rona Maher on Colin Fenley and we needed somebody on TJ Reid. So he was probably the best man for the job. And his, his massive confidence as well, like a, the likes of Barry... Uh, Hefferman, you know, you're delighted if he's in there in his second or third match ever, just marking a man and, and dominating him. But Kyle had the experience and definitely has the speed. Like, speed is huge. And as well, as a cornerback, you know that your job, really, to jump up and get involved in high balls between a full-back and a, a, and a, and a full-forward. Whereas if you had a ball player, a Brendan matter or you had a potty matter they could be getting confused in their role. That maybe they're to come for the primary ball, but the cornerback knows they're to wait down for the breaks and how many breaks did he pick up off off men? Um, so I think it was it was a very very good decision by the by the management and something I'd always look for at the cornerback as a spare man.
0: Right. Okay. What do you think? Jay? Immediately I thought surely Paddy Mara yeah, come out now yeah. and play the sweeper, which he's yeah. really good at. But I take Paddy's point. Potty might have the temptation might have been to actually jump with that and yeah. he was man marking Walter Walsh. So. Yeah,
2: and Potty probably would have to go up the field there as well, whereas Cotterbury was sitting in front of the full back line there as well. But yeah, no, it was a valid point there as well. Uh, ten minutes go before the for half time. I think Potty was getting top of, of Walter Walsh there as well. Like, you know, caught a couple of ball, he caught the ball off him for Tips first goal there as well, and can kind of launch up that attack, you know. So, yeah, I was expecting kind of um, party to go back there on it, but no, it was a great move. And Cottlebird was very, very good with the ball as well, like you know, intelligent, got one side and crossfield ball the other side there as well, like you know. So, but a um, couple of the balls were hit in, were in on top of him there as well, and he didn't all he do is wait for the mm-hmm. ball to come to him, which is probably disappointing from any point of view, you know, the kind of way but um, then launch an, an attack there as well. But after 10 minutes. Tip got to 2-5 to 3 points I think and after that again you had to kind of push on and go, and go for the goals which had played into Tipperary's hands when you know a team's coming at you yeah. very easy to sit back and then, but they are on the counter-attack but a couple of balls that the Forbes got I think Bubba's got one running over towards the line and he was literally on the, the sideline and hit it over the bar. You know what I mean? When the Gleney defence done everything they could to stop him. He just had the ability to just hit, it, hit the ball over the bar. That's what the Tipperary forwards had now.
0: Yeah, and it was funny, Brian Cody was interviewed afterwards, um, Paddy, and he's thought the Kilkenny defenders were magnificent and I wouldn't disagree with him. Like, some of the defending was really good. It's mm-hmm. just when tipped yeah. forwards are on song there, there's no real stopping them and they were getting an endless supply of good quality ball.
1: supply, yeah. I think, I think a couple of things happened. I think the ball in got a little bit faster and, and more direct in a way that it was directly where it should be but the runs on the inside were better I think they were too static in the first half by the time the ball was in they were waiting for it and when you're waiting for Germanez on your back so I think that was that was much improved but let's be honest like the spare man helped that an awful lot look there was primary possession one and all that but around the middle Kilkenny just didn't seem to have the leg work to get around and make it that dogfight if you even think Adrian Mullen you know, Rich Hogan's gone off so he's one less forward. Adrian Munn is, is supposed to have been sick, you know what I mean? He didn't look himself. So there's another set of legs that'll work hard. Um, Colin Fennelly probably isn't the kind of the fitness level he was before. So if you're looking at putting that pure intensity on the tipperary backs coming out, they just didn't look like they were able in the second half. And, it's, and, and, and the more tip drove at him from the back as in ran hard at him, the more they brought Kilkenny out of position and then you started off in holes. But look, the likes of Hugh Lawler they're brilliant Joey Holden in fairness to him Whatever he could do, he was doing. Um, probably the lack of dominance in the half back line hurt him a lot. But I, I you know, I mean, I've been in that position. I'm sure JJ has before, where the ball is just pinging, and you're only trying to stay alive. That's mm-hmm. all. You're only trying to balk him maybe make him man take a pint or make him hit a wide. And it's just, it's a horrible position to be in.
0: Yeah, no, it definitely is. They were working it through the half forward line much easier yeah, in remember, the second yeah. half. And Noble guy got a
2: load of ball there as well. Yeah, and and the one guy that you don't need on the ball is over crash. Yeah. You, you put in your pocket from 60 yards. He's phenomenal. He's just a, a playmaker. He does rarely hits the ball I and mean, we spoke of him in all, all season to be honest with you but on the biggest day of them all unfortunately from any point of view he got on too much ball in the second half there as well he just made the whole thing tick but the ball was just bouncing in front of the, the forward there as well so that's what Paddy said you're hoping now he'd take the shot at the goal
1: do you think Brown would be marking
2: him, JJ, or what did you think? No, I thought Killian would would mark him. Um, but I think mm. a few lads were saying that kind of um, it's a lot for for Conor Brown his first the yeah. final to go total to yeah. toe with. Uh, yeah, he done he'd well bit on more the other lads though, didn't he? He, he did think. he? did a bit more pace than than Killian there as well. So that's why. And Killian and, and Noel probably be UCD, you know, they knew each other game very very well alright. But right. but unfortunately yeah. you now second half uh, Killian ran out of legs and Noel just kind of dominated the whole thing. You now he's coming short. He's very he was a kind of quarterback as well, he come in short, come down midfield coming to half back line. He was even taken near the end, he was taking pockets from, from Brian Hogan there as well, thirty or forty hours of his own goal. But he was still finding the forward in the Tipperary. He took out so any time he got the ball in the end, he took out probably six or seven Gulgeni players with a ball in. So it's, it's a very, very hard to defend when you have a guy with that ability that has that that time on the ball as well.
0: Yeah, look, there's no doubt there's no doubt about it. Paddy I don't know if you're at the home coming, but I was reading some comments and Tipperary are going to start treading on dangerous ground. Um, again, Sheedy said This is a very special life for us as a team You the fans have been outstanding to us All I was, all I will ask is that you stick with us Because this is a team that means business Come on, tip Then Shamie Callanan, captain, said Times like these don't come around too often Back in 2010, everyone thought it would be year after year We can't say it will definitely happen again next year But we can promise you that we'll do our very best Hold up now, Tipperary, celebrate that on Ireland Do not make the same mistakes as two thousand and sixteen yeah. and stop talking about next year. The two in a row t shirts are printed <laughs> already, Patty, are they? <laughs> 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 oh, <Jesus laughs> Christ, in so fairness, in, in fairness, no before that, 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 that yeah. was that is important to say that was at the homecoming and in another interview Sheedy played it down and it says twenty twenty is twenty twenty and that doesn't start for a few months yet, so I have to be fair to it. But I did I, ju- I just saw those two quotes and I went, Jesus, lads <laughs> jump all over <laughs> it. a few
1: jars or <laughs> the
0: Palace in Dublin will to blame for that so. yeah maybe it was so come well, here Hawkeye anyways we have to talk about Hawkeye because um, I don't know if you saw an angle Justin McNulty tweeted it out we tweeted it out from the show account here and it's probably the most definitive angle of the of the attempt and to me it looked like a point actually and uh, it, I don't know why there is no camera actually maybe even on the goal post mm. even a GoPro yeah. <laughs> like, I mean it's not that hard to do um, but his hand did look behind and Hawkeye have come out um, JJ and they have said this week to confirmed we can confirm that the Hawkeye system installed at Crow Park can determine if the ball crosses the line the system only gives a point when the ball has crossed the plane of the goals and in between the goal posts. the point in the tra- oh yeah so the oh yeah this point in the trajectory of the flight is signifi- signified by the trajectory changing from red to white some, some people are wondering you yeah, know the white or it goes confusing. way over it's a bit yeah. of confusion To me, I was thinking after the game, it wasn't. After seeing the angle closer, his hand bends back. Like, I mean, I'm starting to trust Hawkeye then.
2: Yeah, um, I suppose that's a good point to clarify because when you're seeing it on television, you're probably thinking, they're probably just following the flight of the ball if... Brian doesn't get up his hand he goes over the bar which that's fair enough right? but yeah Brian was fairly adamant that and I kind of back the player with this now the, the, he was fairly adamant that he caught the ball and said he didn't hit the crossbar at all and, and he kind of came out with it so I'd try to go on the, the player's point of view once he said that I'd, I'd, I'd probably go with, with the player really rather than hockey now if you honest that he saved that he saved
0: it, he what, saved it yeah. what do yeah. you think Paddy did you see that angle I'm talking about
1: I did, I did. I still don't think it's definitive when you can't see a... Ca- like, I know, from a temporary point of view, I obviously don't care, like...
0: Yeah. You know, it's a, it's that's, a, a, it, that's it, fine. It, Paddy, it's, it's going a, it's, forward, yeah. I'm just wondering. It's not definitive, but it would definitely make you think it's more... It's Like, it would make you understand Hawkeye a bit more, or no?
1: Yeah, well, the, the, I was looking at the, an explanation in the examiner, and at least it's getting to the nitty-gritty that there's an infrared uh, line going across or whatever beam... Um, but I just don't know, is that including his fifth? Is that when the first breach of the crossbar comes, Like, is that right? Because if the ball hits the inside of a post and pops out, that's not a goal, or that's not a point, so how can it be a point if it's going over the crossbar? I don't know, I just think they need to clarify it and say, okay, if it touches this beam in the middle of the p- crossbar, then we consider the point, and then you can say, fine, move on about the whole thing, but um, they don't, I think, because, it, it, look at He's a tall goal. It's definitely probably going to happen to him once or twice more in his career and who knows who else or whoever taps it down to Hurley. If the Hurley goes back and touches the infrared line and comes forward and touches the ball down—is that going to be a point as well? So look, at I think they just—it's only a small thing. But if it was, you know, if that was a point in that match the other day, then look, at, we'd be we'd be kind of really, really analysing a lot more depth. So they need to get it done so they're not under pressure. Is it the whole ball
2: that has to go over the?
0: See, that's not fully clarified yeah. either. How it, much of the ball? sideline
2: or a goal? A whole ball has to go. Over oh yeah, end. yeah. So I'm presuming that's the same for. You'd for imagine the whole
0: ball should be over, yeah. you need to clarify that. To so how can that? you
1: tell that then? With yeah. the fist in play. Never t- I'm just a bit it's a bit grey I think yeah
0: of course without a bloody camera on that angle mm. if they had that you would know straight away yeah, like you know I mean why? Yeah. That, I don't know why uh, Crow Park don't have something like that um installed or even wouldn't it make sense for RT or Sky to have that if Sky had it and RT didn't have it and they could they could absolutely clarify clarify this wouldn't it be great for them everyone would be moving across to watch you JJ (laughs) (laughs) you're obviously not doing it at the moment (laughs) (laughs) well I flick over when I'm at home but in Croke Park they just have RT on it like I mean I will flick I'd be interested to see what both panellists are saying about whatever thing but uh yeah, come here. Uh, so news is Mihal Donoghue has stepped away from Galway. This is surprising news now because he was on. He signed a two-year extension. Um, JJ, I'll start with you. Mm. So obviously he won two Leinster's a league and an All Ireland. Like yeah. I mean, he's had a brilliant innings. This is with Galway, who let's be honest, were perennial losers. Like no disrespect, yeah. but they weren't winning All Irelands um, before he before he got in there. He signed a two-year extension, so it is a, is a surprise. Um, what's your take on this they obviously did very disappointing this year but it was a very they only lost out on scoring differences it's not like they had a complete system he, collapse
2: yeah he could have had a completely different last year of his campaign so when he, looking back at it in a few years time he'll be kicking himself that small thing a few things went against him Joe obviously with injuries and all that kind of stuff but look I suppose come back to him, where Galway were before he took it over and where they are now are in two completely different places um, so that in itself is a massive, massive uh, boost for for me. All done it was credentials as well, like you know. But um, yeah, like they were getting so far, semi finals and odd final, semi finals and odd final. But they never could go over the line. But only for with Hall, it, it's You see a different kind of Galway, kind of steely kind of yeah. Galway as well. The couple of brilliant games with Tipperary and a couple of semi finals as well. They got over the line in, in one and kind of bit in the other one. But yeah, I think just looking back in it, he'll be he obviously at the moment, last couple of months, he's kind of looking back in regret over what happened this year. But if he stands back and look after his, his whole career with Galway, he has to be very, very happy. He brought back Lee McCarrick to Galway for the first time in, in years, like you yeah. know, so that can never be taken away from him either. But I was surprised he went now, to be honest yeah. with you, because nucleus of the team is there. For and then the heart had this year as well. You see, Tipperary now di- this year the Hurt had last year from finish up the Munster Championship and not been in the All Ireland series it was huge. You can see that in the players as well. So he would get another kick off the the, the, the older statesmen like, like Joe and Dottie Burke and all these guys yeah, and he would have got an extra kick off them next year as well so someone will be walking into a, a nice little job there I'd
0: say It's almost like Liam Sheedy last year Paddy coming into Tipperary after a bad year Galway a lot of experienced players whoever takes that job like, I mean, it's not a job that you want to go in and be ripping up any sort of scripts. It's just, and look, well, they, they've won four of the last five minor alliance, but should they win them ha- every year? <laughs> that's, that's par <laughs> yeah, for the course. Know. That's par for the course with Galway. How many of them we'll see, um, we don't know.
1: No, and that's it. But as I said, the most important thing is they have an nucleus of, of leaders. Um, they have a kind of a strong backline. They have two talented forwards. But the only thing you'd worry about is, like, they obviously liked. Mihal Dunhu, Uh, we've had him for a year and he's a tough fella, makes a lot of sense makes it very simple to hurling Um, but they liked him Uh, they didn't really like Anthony Cunningham so they never got over the line so how much will they like the next fella and you just just be hoping that they're all very happy going into their pre-season next year because if they're not, will that lead to them finding it difficult for the next few years they shouldn't, there's some great players uh, great nucleus, good young lads coming on but that is the only worry I'd have because they have had a history of not getting on with management or having bad luck with them. And the minute they got somebody good, like Michal Dunhu, that they really valued, then he's had to leave. And maybe, you know, you don't know, like intercounty management, I know talking to a couple of, you know, I you know Darry Egan and just talking about the commitments. And he just said it's frightening, the commitment that goes into it. So uh, you couldn't blame any man for stepping away. And even no. though maybe last year he said, yeah, two more years would be lovely. Uh, maybe after this year, it kind of, it kind of became too much.
0: Yeah, I think it was family commitments were the were the main reason. JJ, what do you think of the successor then? Because Paddy makes a good point about the players, and Pat Carney, who is the the county board chairman, says the players won't have a direct say, but we will discuss it with them. Like, I mean, I suppose if they're discussing with them they are kind say. of having a, say, right, yeah. a direct locate or not, but know? I think that's important too and I I, like, I think it's moved on from the county board just picking think a lad and say look yeah. deal with him yeah. that's your manager shut your mouth yeah. that's just a recipe for disaster so I, I don't players should never decide the manager but they, I think it would be stupid from any committee not to say what do you think they have to
2: bounce ideas off him. 100% yeah. have to look we're going to talk to X, Y and Z what do you think of these, these three or four people you know, that, are, that are going for it and yeah, hundreds, they have to, if the players don't go from it, it's a matter what manager you have, it doesn't make a difference, you know, so. And then they'll be probably talking to the core, kind of elder statesmen of that group there as well that will probably feel out to a few of the younger lads as well, see what they think. But the majority of them probably the lads 29, 30 will be have the probably three or four of them. That's all they talk to, but that's all they need to talk to really more yeah. than because if you get the main guys on board, the rest them will fall into place anyway. But I think it'd be very naive for any county board not to talk to the core group of the leaders in, in, in the dressing room to see right. We're we'll talking X, Y, and Z, what do you reckon? We'll we'll, we'll see how what they come up with now in the it's probably an interview now that the county board will have to do with the three or four guys and yeah. whichever impress them about that but they surely have Talking to their, their preferences really more than that without giving them advice, really more than But because you, you can't let players not have a vice now at the moment as well, because they'll turn them back at you fairly quickly. Yeah,
0: and you could lose two years with a manager yeah. they don't like, and then yeah. that's, that's a disaster. Jeffrey Linsky is the front runner, apparently. He's the minor, he won uh, the last three minor All Ireland's, I'm pretty sure, with them. And Brian Hanley, who won another. Uh, Mineral Ireland he's in the mix as well outsiders then is Anthony Daly Derek McGrath Davy Fitzgerald Paddy if he doesn't stay with Wexford wouldn't be too far from mm-hmm. Clare um, they've had such success with the last Clare manager they, they had <laughs> 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 um, I, don't, I think Davy is more of an underdog type manager they're all against this type stuff rather than yeah. one of the big kind of more traditional counties no? Uh, I
1: definitely think so I, I just I wouldn't think Davy will be a big mix and even might as well I don't know how long, if the results aren't flowing straight away, how long his type of tactical play would go down well by supporters and players. Like I don't know. Like I, It's not slight. I'm actually, to be honest, I used to enjoy a lot of his hurling, and now I really have. I think he's done an unbelievable job at Wexford razusa I think he's more of an underdog story that people listen to that shtick, where I don't know whether well, they listen to it with Galway. Um, the interesting thing, Linsky is one of the top men, but I remember Declan Ryan and Tommy Dunn came into us in 2011, after being over the minors, and it's a, in my own opinion, it's a different world, it's completely different, and you're coming into players who are used to a certain way, a certain knowledge, certain analysis, and if you can't provide that, it doesn't matter how many minors you want, it doesn't yeah. not matter, they're all grown-ups now, they're not kids in school, and um, to me, the these players will have Known of Linsky, they've known of his methods, and they'll be decide, they'll fairly wipe the table um, before that happens. If if he's not up to scratch, or not. I've no idea of the court. But like, if it was me and I was from Galway, I'd be I'd be hoping for somebody like an Anthony Daly. I think the way he speaks about hurling, what I've heard about him from Dublin hurlers. tactically very good, be able to get lads on his side. Um, but a massive fire. If that was me in that dressing room, that's
0: who I'd be looking for. Yeah, no, I, I do take your point about the minor managers. You, you nearly, it'd be like any of us going into an inter county setup. How do you know yeah, what's yeah. required unless you get someone who potentially has been with a team yeah, before you need in
2: Witcher? Yeah, made a big uh, background team, right? You know what I mean? With, yeah. with a bit of experience there as well. So, yeah, it's vitally important, but it's, it's important for likes to join these lads um, Joe Cannon these lads for, for players to, to get this decision right now as well for the next Galway manager because they'll look to be competing again and, and you're under pressure when you go into Galway there as well because they have a, a team that should be up there, there thereabouts so you're going to have to get to a semi-final or a final or, or win it or unless the Galway public won't yeah. be happy with you as well Well
0: unless you say we're going to bring all these minors in and you buy yourself three or four years and win nothing for them like I mean uh, I, that's why I respect Liam Sheedy he didn't go down that road and yeah. he could have with Tip he yeah. went all in yeah. in his first we ha- we're going with that. And only in our Ireland, yeah, would be he success. knew he knew what
2: he had. We knew, knew the what players, he had. Uh, the, the nucleus, uh, the 2010 team were still playing now. Um, their last Sunday as well. So, yeah, um, he stuck with him. He knew what was in him too. To be fair, like you know not a kind of way, so he just kind of uh, stuck him. And when a player, when a manager backs backs a player like that, uh, they'll go, at an player, told They're going to, they going to kind of back him up to the last as well. And in fairness to the the horrors, they didn't let him down all year. To be yeah, fair,
0: yeah, they didn't. Uh, did you see Tommy Walsh reading out the poem on yeah. on after <laughs> yeah. what now? I thought this was amazing stuff in that I had only heard little bits and pieces of Tommy uh, before and I couldn't believe he was reading this off a script. And then I just started thinking, why is he not commentating on games? Like not being a co-commentator, why is he not actually commentating? Imagine like the ability to read off a script and paint a kind of picture yeah, like that. That's yeah. a real skill and that's natural for him. Like I was thinking him describing the play would be unbelievable, wouldn't <laughs> yeah, it? Like yeah. why? Like, I he, tune I, in anyway, you know. Kind I, of but a, I was thinking, and he'd throw in little, little funny bits, like yeah. you know, like a rabbit chasing a fox, and yeah. you know, me Holmer. Was that me Hollow here or, her or me Holmer? Oh thing? yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, I mean, that would be in Tommy yeah. to be able to be natural, do, be like,
2: natural, be yeah, natural yeah, yeah. to him. one I
0: think it. he's a natural yeah. commentator in the making.
2: Yeah, Tommy was probably the best kept secret there in uh, in the whole country there for a long time when he was hurling, but since he's hurling, then he's after coming out and he's blossoming. Look, he's just naturally funny. He's naturally gifted and. Um in regard and I've seen that now and you're kind of I'd say anyone didn't, twi- didn't scroll past Twitter without clicking in and, and see what he's saying but, yeah. but even with the passion with him he was head to head down reading it but the head was gone and he was getting, getting, into it and yeah. getting into it and getting into it and getting into it and he'd bring a lot of passion to the, to the table there as well to be fair and I'd say anyone would love to love to listen to him up and down the
0: country yeah him and Milan might be a bit of a, a, a crazy <laughs> mix Paddy but like genuinely I don't know like I can only tell you, when I'm reading off scripts here, it's not that easy to do. You need a lot of practice. And to read off a script as fast as he did, unless he'd learned it off, but you still have to deliver it the way he did, Paddy. And that's what commentators are good at, you know, and setting the scene. And geez, I would love to give him a couple of league games next year as a commentator and see how he would how he would pan out for it.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I, I like... I didn't know what you were talking about on Twitter first when you were were on about but then I uh, looked at it again but definitely I think um, I think you have a point there like he's a great analyst and I you know when you're involved in Hurling that much in GA you don't listen to as much maybe as other sports because I think you know it all yourself but I think Tommy is a great lad uh, to listen to but his passion is absolutely unbelievable I think a lot of commentators would be in trouble if he was the one starting to do it and he's very, very humble As the other thing. He never thinks he knows more than everybody else. He could be, I would laugh because he's one of the best hurlers ever, um, top few, but like, he never, um, he always talks to other players like they're nearly better than he is, which they weren't. So, that, that humility in him, um, I think it's very admirable and I'd love to see him commentating on
0: a few anyway. Yeah, no, definitely. It would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Yeah, his younger
2: brother done a bit for Casey there a few years ago as oh, well, did I he? think. Yeah, Shane, I think he was on listening to on one of the league Co-commentating
0: or commentating? Oh, Co-commentating. Com- younger Cole brother,
2: comment- like, I think he was younger now back in he could have been Fifteen or sixteen back in the day, but uh, no, he was very, very funny. as well very witty, like you know what I yeah. mean. So, he's, he's very unless witty.
0: unless he stays with News Talk, and if they tried to get rights themselves, yeah. he could do it with them. But I honestly think, I think, I, I think he could quit his job and go full time at that. <laughs> I, I'm actually holding out. Somebody just giving this lad a chance <laughs> yeah, here. You're pushing him, what he's saying. I'm really not pushing a, Tommy Walsh <laughs> as a commentator. I hope he, hope he's not a disaster if 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 he ever does it right. Come here, we'll take a break, lads, and we'll come back with some Player of the Year talk.
1: Can't touch this. You can't touch this. A few weeks later, they played Kilkenny below in Nolan Park the same year. You can't touch this. And I'd oh, never been hockey. But my, my, the camera went in said, there was so a fellow warming up. Jesus, you should Lord.
0: see him. <laughs> 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 Yeah, that's no, fuck. He was massive. <laughs> Legs ass, spilt. But I burst out laughing.
1: Still, he was, the epitome I'm of what I said. I told you, homeboy. You can't
2: touch this. Yeah, that's how we living, you know, can't
0: touch this. So, player of the year, lads. So, I was joking in the, the hotel the other morning with uh, Shane McAllen and he was joking with me that it's not my destiny to win that or whatever. <laughs> and, like, I mean, I think the Sunday game panel picking Noel McGrath as man of the match and as player of the year can see where they're coming from. For me, Callinan is a shoe-in. I think it's very, very interesting. Brendan Marr was asked about it and he says, this is about Callinan. Now you have to remember his other teammate, Noel McGrath's yeah. in the running for this and this is what Brendan Marr said about Callinan. He has to get it. But it's not our decision. The lads will put up three players, and the players will vote. Obviously, we're going to give him the vote in our camp, yeah. our camp, and even <laughs> Noel McGrath's camp. He says, "But you don't know outside of that; it's out of your control." But I do think he deserves it. Like I joked with Jamie, "Jesus, you'll be livid if you don't get it this time." Yeah, yeah. And he was laughing about it. But what do you think, JJ? Like, I mean, yeah, I, I I like there th- is a good shout for Noel McGrath, who I, kind of yeah. I thought Callan was uh, a was a shoe in myself. I
2: only think it was a, probably two-horse race now between himself and TJ. But I think the, with the final that Jamie put in, and I. Think say the way Brendan is speaking about I'd say the leadership that Jamie brought to the whole thing yeah. has been captain this year as well and I'd say they've probably seen a, probably a better side of him this, this this year as well that he brought on probably a lot more ownership more leadership but it goes in eight games when he speaks for himself he should have got it three years I think it was 2016 was it he should have got it that year only for a split vote with himself and Parag um, Park Yeah. hopefully that doesn't happen again well, that will happen yeah, it, but him and Noel doesn't. will be shortlisted right yeah I, I thought um, I th- I'd have Shammy ahead and all, I'll be honest with you, I would. Um, I'd have probably Brendan Marr slightly ahead of, of, of Noel as well. Really? From, yeah, from what he'd done throughout the year, like, and coming back from a crucial well, a phenomenal year. Um, but, oh, I think Shamey you now, he's destined on his name, his captain, Tiberi won the ireland he's going eight goals in eight games, and no, he doesn't get a dish or he just, <laughs> forget about that. <laughs> just throw the hat at him.
0: Yeah, but the weird thing is, Paddy, like, it's the players that vote this. So, like, I mean, there can be no complaining about journalists or anything like that. Like, is Seamy mm-hmm. liked in the hurling world? Like, I mean, it, like, I, whenever I meet him, I really like him.
1: Yeah, no, I, I don't know if he liked the hurling world. I just know that anyone who's the Tipperary fan I've ever come across over the years loves him. Like he actually has... He doesn't do an awful lot of media, I suppose, so you mightn't see it that often, but he is an absolutely fantastic personality. I've known him since he was in school. We were both in school, and he was a little black, all right? But, um, and he's never lost that, but he's, he's a great laugh. He's fantastic crack and all the rest, but I don't think people actually see that. They just see him on the field, and maybe when he was younger, a younger player... That physically he, he mightn't have been up to, so he was getting thrown around, and maybe on big days it wasn't happening for him. But um, I think over the last few years he's been a great leader for Tipperary. Like people even have to think about the injuries he suffered. He's come into a couple of championships in the last two years. Uh, I think actually 16, and maybe last year with really bad injuries. Last year he was he was in a really really bad way up to getting uh, a procedure before for championship. So um, I would love to see him get it. Uh, I don't know if he's liked or not, but I'd love to see him get it. I think. Usually I'd say whoever's the best on the year, but he's after going through the few years where he was, you know, our top marksman and, and 16, I think, you know, it's a bit of a joke. Um, but I would love to see him get it this year. And I think there'll be, you know what, I think there'll be a little campaign. I think there'll be a lot of talk from the tip camp that they want him to get it. And, and I don't think, uh, I think Noel McGrath grabs is sort of line, it shouldn't bother him one bit if he got it. He'd still have the same night of the all Star, so he wouldn't care.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but let's think, so our, our own Brian Carroll was tweeting about this, so... Um, I thought Jamie uh, it was never done before to score a goal in every round, but obviously before it was just three rounds or four yeah. rounds. So it's been done. It's been done in 1956 by a man called Nicky Rackard. You might not have heard of him. <laughs> he scored 12-15 in four games, scored in all four. So like, I mean, that's uh, out every game. That's outrageous. Well, it depends how many oh, he got. How many got. He, well, he might that's have phenomenal scoring. No disrespect. It? He could have played. is um, I don't want to say my own card. He could have played Westmead and got, got six got seven, against Antrim. Six against Antrim, was it? Yeah, that would make right, sense. Right. Um, okay and then Oliver McGrath in 1960 he got 4-3 in 4 games Donny Nealon he got 4 goals in 3 games Sean McLaughlin in 1965 got 6-1 in 3 games Tony Doran 1968 got 6-3 in three, 3 games 1974 Pat Delaney 5-3 in 4 games Eddie Kerr um, seventy-five. He got four twenty-three in three games. Charlie McCarty in nineteen seventy-six, three eight in three games. Noel Lane in nineteen eighty-seven got two goals in two games. He did well to make that <laughs> list. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> I'm going really get that myself? TJ TJ Reid. There was a big gap then. TJ Reid in two thousand and fifteen got four thirty-two in four games, a goal every game. And then you have Shamie Cadden in two thousand and nineteen gets eight twenty in eight games, eight games, so double any other game. So let's yeah. say for me that's never been done before and yeah. that should be a new record have based taken, on the new uh, on the new kind of championship layout yeah, of eight games. taking game.
2: consideration that he was took off the freezes of year as well like you know yeah. what i mean to score that much and show that leadership was absolutely phenomenal he could have very easy to just tie, throw the ties over the prime said i'm on the freeze as well but he didn't and he, he led the whole team now from start to finish, to be fair. But these eight goals in eight games, a phenomenal score. I
0: think, I think... And they're uh, different
2: goals as well, like... Oh, yeah. If you go back through the, every single one of them, there was a couple of poacher goals, a couple of balls he got in the 40-yard line, and ran straight through, and wanting his against Limerick there as well.
0: And then the half folly, yeah, which is
2: individual it, it, it skill. Was, it wasn't just one goal that he was getting all the time, or, yeah. or it was handed to him. He had to earn a lot of lot of his goals as well. And see his assist he met for the year too, two now is phenomenal too, like...
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I think it would be fairer on Shamey or any tip nominee. I know the, the fashion is to go two at one county, one with another, but would you not go Shamey, TJ Reid and Patrick Horgan, which no one would really would really uh, complain yeah. about, and then you're not splitting the tip vote, Paddy?
1: No, yeah, well, it, it would be fair, and would then it's fair in one sense, but it's probably not fair to um, you Noel. Know, I, I would have said maybe, would you have four or five players a year? Would well, that split up properly and you get your proper vote then? Because you have Noel, you have... Brendan, you have Shame, you have TJ Reid, you have Pat Hogan, probably one or more one or two more from India West. What's wrong with having a few more? Then you probably would maybe get a more the finisher might spread out the vote a little and probably the, the cream then
0: would probably come to the top yeah maybe it is but listen we'll, we'll keep our eye out for this because we're in the Shamie Callanham camp here on the GER anyways yeah. <laughs> I think he deserves it at, um, at this stage finish up lads because this is our last hurling show of the year we just want to take a look back on the year what what, what do you think JJ was it a good championship I know the, the all Ireland final won't be remembered no. the semi-finals will yeah. the Leinster championship probably will Munster championship won't yeah. Joe McDonough Cup will is that how yeah, I, yeah. have I have something
2: is, that? <laughs> so nothing in nutshell right there Yeah. well it could be ups and downs in it really more than anything, I suppose. Um Leicester championship was phenomenal this year. You go back to the game in Wexler Park, one puck of the ball could have dictated four different teams yeah. outcome. You know, that was probably that, that probably never really happened exciting, again. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, that was very, very good, you know. And two games were playing at the same time there as well. And a lot of lads in Wexford Park didn't know that they were they true now or not. Or the Wex or the Galway lads didn't couldn't believe when they were gone, you know, didn't didn't enter the head of were gonna be gone at that. Yeah. Then you have Leicester's breakthrough, the win against Dublin there as well in, in the in the um, first round or the knockout of the Championship there as well. So, yeah, there have been ups and downs with a couple of bad games thrown in there as well, a few, few one-sided games, all right. But, um, yeah, overall, you're probably saying, was it as good as last year? You're probably realistic it's not. But it had its moments, so to be fair, in, in in the Championship, you know, in the Leicester Championship. And then the two semi-finals were, were phenomenal
0: for different reasons there as well. Yeah, what do you think, what do you think Paddy?
1: Yeah, I just think them semi-finals are just like the ultimate competitive matches and oftentimes they'd have one great semi-final and one damn squid and it was absolutely brilliant I think the final if we had had a final maybe maybe two fifteen aside for the whole match it would have got that bit more crazy in the second half because it was a bit shadow boxing at times in the first half I think if we had that semi-final really really good I think we would have forgot about the rest of it but you know I thought Cork and Kilkenny I, was at, I, I really enjoyed that match uh, how, how Kilkenny kind of brought back that spirit of old um Manchester Championship really really good but they're always like this could happen every year that one of the divisions uh, one of the provinces is going to be going to be end up um, with dead robbers and stuff like that so it is to be expected so as long as the year finishes fairly good I'd say the GA will be happy but um, they might have to have a look at it in another couple of years but look it, it was a little disappointing at the time so those two semi-finals for me are absolutely unbelievable um, but pity maybe that if Richie Hogan gets sent off in the final he would have maybe finished on a real high
0: finished on a real high that was the way he well, did finish on a real high paddy, I suppose. Yeah. Looking oh, at I'll it, I'll be
1: happy either way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just being diplomatic, I don't really care.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's the thing, I suppose. The two semi finals, and I think what made the two semi finals that it pitted Leinster against Munster do you know what I mean? I think uh, yeah. that adds to it. I don't like when it's two from the same counties yeah. in all are in semi finals. Yeah, they're dominating, and probably or two, two from the
2: same provinces. Yeah, right? and it'd probably be two teams, probably, uh, <laughs> probably two different games, really. More than that, whereas Davy and Wexford brought a tactical approach to it, whereas Kenny and Limerick were just kind of go toe to toe and. Tipperary's character w- w- was was um, probably not questioned but it was kind of before the game but the last 20 minutes they put that to bed now as well like you know what I mean so it's uh, Now
0: I have to pull you up on Limerick and Kilkenny going toe to toe as you say like yeah. I mean that was well, very tactical too there was half back you know, line staying in positions and stuff as well It like,
2: was tactical but it wouldn't be as, as open as the Wexford and Tipperary game because you see the Wexford-Tipperary game first 10 minutes Wexford run through um, I think Sean Murphy went through and it was two on one situation there wasn't anyone in 40 yards of it that's because Wexford retreated and then they broke from the half-back line as well that kind of yeah. thing whereas you wouldn't have that only space in Kenny and Limerick game because it's it, compacted really more I,
0: I saw just to pull you up on that as well in the first half against Tipperary because you can only see it when you're at the match but Colin Fenley was left on, alone on his own inside hmm and there might not have been anybody inside at least the, definitely not the 45 but yeah. Kilkenny were bringing both Mullen and Richie Hogan out and swarming that middle third yeah. it's not that dissimilar to Wexford no to Mullen,
2: mullen's been doing that all year to be fair he has been yeah he's always year. been doing yeah. that but richie but was out the, as well Thanks right for were, those are more, more obvious they don't make a use for they they go with the sweeper and then they have to Going in that middle third when they get the ball in, they kind of run through the defense rather than hit the ball in. Like, yeah, you know, they, they run in. the ball more. They go long with the puck out, but after that, then they're kind of run through the lines and, and pop off a pass and a player on the shoulder. So when they do break that half back line, there's only one and one in there, like you know. Yeah. And they're very unlucky against against Tip. They could have two more goals in the first ten minutes as well. Like you know, the O'Keeffe yeah. had a chance as well and kind of spilled it a small bit too. You know. Well, out. my
0: point to you is that Kilkenny, I think, are evolving more towards a Wexford style than maybe an old traditional style would that be fair maybe not the running trad- it through the hands they're but they're
2: going towards the Limerick style really more than anything um, and Tipperary style to, to a certain extent there as well like you know whereas um, they're kind of half forwards our half forwards were always going up the field anyway, did, even yeah. when I was playing but you're adding in two corner
0: forwards potentially yeah, into yeah, you that, had more that break area it was always yeah.
2: two now I suppose Colin was used to be his, his role evolved in the team he used to be a worker out in the wing but now he's actually the main man in the full line. whereas he's told to stick right into the goal itself because he's the probably main goal threat now at the moment, you know, like in a way. so yeah. you know, they're revolving already, right, but they're adapting to the players they have as well, sure. So if you were any manager who have to adapt to, to every player, any players have it in front of them, they have to adapt to that as well. Yeah.
0: Did you see any differences there, Paddy, when you are watching a match with Kilkenny? Now, I haven't been to too many games this year, but I, I, I definitely saw them swarming that middle area a lot and Colin Fennelly just being isolated, which I've no problem with that tactic, but I do think there's a...
1: I think they always did it though. I, I do think they always did it. They always had they always tried to hold their half back line and, and midfield in position and I think it was the the capacity of their forward line to work so hard. I think it's underrated how fit and strong and long their forwards were, that they had arms and legs everywhere. Um and I think it it's struggling a little bit to hold that for a full match. But I did I saw I saw Finley was in there on his own a lot. I thought it was a good tactic. Yeah. Um, because they were going to hold people out a little bit out the field, and they thought maybe that Finley might give Rona Maher a bit of trouble if they got it. But I think his runs weren't fantastic. They were straight out the field, and the balls in were straight down on half him. So it really gave Rona Maher a physical battle, whereas you probably would have preferred to hit the ball either side, so you'd have to make him run with Colin Finley and give Colin a better chance to get on the ball. So I think that's why... It, it didn't look like it was working look by the time the second half came. I think we had a lot of bodies back, and, and they, they felt they had to go along, which wasn't that wise. I thought they were, the biggest uh, difference I've seen with Kilkenny is when they're getting it coming out of back line. they used to be just get the ball and drive it as far as you can. They do that a little bit, but now it's I see a few one-twos. I definitely see uh, men running off the shoulder and trying to take hand pass, and they were giving Tip a lot of trouble in the first 15-20 minutes with that, so I was surprised they didn't try and push that to the limit in the second half.
0: Yeah, and they played some good diagonal balls as well, um, JJ. The one thing I don't like to come out of this year, and Tommy Dunn has been talking about it, and this is VAR and video help. Right. Can't have this, JJ, can no. we? Like, I mean, and I'm not a hurling man, and I <laughs> I, I, I would dread it in Gaelic football, yeah. or look at the mess it is in soccer, because a lot of it, look at Richie Hogan. Like, I mean, there's a debate, even with the slowed down replays of whether this, you're slowing a game down. Yeah. You're Like, I mean, the hurling surely doesn't need this. It's not yeah, gone it's, that bad. Talking about
2: that and the uh, two referees, I wouldn't, wouldn't agree with that either and I'll be honest with you what I do a small little tweak is take the timing away from the referee and take the score taken away from the referee two yeah. small things that they can do straight away to help the referee actually referee the game referees don't train to take down scores or take the time let someone else in the stand do that that's an easy job for someone else to do so rather than you sitting at 21 taking down the score holding on you Tell the keeper to wait, and then have to run up the field and then the ball's going to travel a lot quicker than anyone else. And when you're up, how are you supposed to see the battles that's going down where the the, the ball is it actually landing? How is Is the back foul and is the far foul? How is he supposed to see it and he's sprinting up the field like that after taking down and pressing his watch and taking down a score? Take that out of, his, out of his hands. He doesn't have to do that. Someone else can do that. It's very, very plain to anyone to see that another uh, a referee, a fourth official, give him something to do there, <laughs> do that in the line. He's You're listening to Cody and Sheedy <laughs> yeah. and these lads. Yeah, he might, he might be he's sitting down in the stand instead of uh, actually listening to getting an earache. But there's a small tweak because it's a massive jump going to two referees. How two referees and. And the two referees could be refereeing completely differently there as well so, or else what I heard there as well give the linesman a bit more authority there yeah. as well which is a valid point too. he can call freeze and buzz over the referees So say look there's a free down here you missed it And Mike them, them able, up the off the ball yeah, stuff yeah, yeah definitely yeah.
0: Mike them up what do you think Paddy like I mean Jesus I don't know I'm, I'm not going to keep going on about it but the VAR I suppose yeah. anyways I wouldn't go if they're near the VAR I don't think there's
1: that huge amount of incident. like you could have the other day I said Jamie oh, Callan fouled in the box and all this I don't, usually they do even out a little bit I know the semi-final extra seem to get um, a good show more but I, I'd be like you I don't think it'll be the overall betterment of the game I think black and white things like scoring brilliant I definitely think lines when and umpires need to have a greater influence I've been talking about it for a long time about umpires that they should be maybe younger referees that are coming up in the game I mean I don't think I need my brother-in-law or whoever the hell it's going to be to be an umpire in All-Ireland finally, I, knew, no, I knew a lad who's trained up the exact same as me has experienced a ref in matches uh, because uh, I think they're too vital to decisions. decision um, and if you're going to the trouble of being a referee and doing it so often and uh, being in the middle of the field you're used to the pressure of it you know exactly what, what should be considered fouls and not fouls and I think like, if you think about hurling even just hurling on its own There's going to be a scrum for the ball on 121, and and the ref is right there on it. But it's gone up in two seconds, it's gone up to the other 21, and he can't be there. So, when the high ball's coming in like even the speed if you're connected by the, the microphone if the umpires are connected they can say well there's been a pull on the jersey and and, uh, and and the free can be given in so I think yeah. they need a lot more help and I, I fully agree with the taking the score and timing away from as well. it's just complicating more things to have to think about in your head.
0: Yeah I know yeah, you're right there's enough We're right there's enough eyes on it yeah. it's just if you use them if yeah. you use them uh, properly come here JJ before we finish up uh, I meant to ask you about this did you notice Cody in on the pitch at, towards the end of the game standing a few yards <laughs> in on it like, you see? why was he doing this he was just thick
2: was he <laughs> I'd say, you <laughs> want to go in and hurl up, hurl up up the hurl a couple of balls say, go in corner far, get goal or some of that, but no. Has, yeah, he, he, done out there. He, has he done this
0: before? No. I'd
2: say he has, yes. He wouldn't say that. That's his first time doing it, I'd say. The um, K-
0: County Board will be fine for that, obviously.
2: I'd say, I'd, say, I'd say so. It would be the first time to be fine for it either. <laughs> no. I mean, the line, and in the linesman wasn't saying nothing to him either, No, but but we, we were
0: joking about this on Monday. Like, <laughs> yeah. who would be brave enough to <laughs> get back in there?
2: No, I wouldn't say it's his first time on the field either. Like, you know, I'd say he just probably knew the game has gone away now at that particular stage near the end, and he's just kind of trying to get his uh, G up with the players, but obviously it wasn't, yeah. wasn't going to work. But but
0: this was with two or three minutes to go mm. he wasn't geeing anyone up he was just in on the field standing watching it it, just, it was a bizarre sight I <laughs> don't know if you noticed it
2: no I said um, I seen him on it all right now and I seen himself and Sheedy having a couple of words yeah. there at the end of the game as well. Right. Sheedy was screaming for a free that, that they've got and, and Cody took exception to it but looked at the, the manager after already right, you now they shook hands. And
0: a very brief shake Yeah, hands. very
2: brief, right, but you're looking again the emotions are right at that stage and so they're probably willing to meet each other eventually over the winter and they'll chat away about it. I think. Yeah. So.
0: Is there no love lost between the two then Paddy or is it it's just a completely competitive environment where you know, they're, they just turn into competitors and you know, that's, what, that's what that was about?
1: I'd say that's what that's about. I'd say there's just... I suppose... I suppose Brian has never come up against a lad who has been able for him over a consistent amount of time and I suppose they've played each other what is it, three times now 2-1 to Liam and all that crack. and I suppose Brian isn't used to somebody getting the better over him and, and Liam is like you know, I don't know Brian well well, I know Olean fairly well definitely in a dressing room capacity and he's he's just such a competitor he's like a bulldog you know tied up on the sideline and he's just so passionate that he probably would get on your nerves if you're on the, if you're on the other team because he seems to have everything under control so i think say it's just the two of them are used to winning and when, when the other isn't in they're they're not used to it
0: Yeah yeah and as Brian Carroll says Shidi gets down in some sort of a sumo squat to watch the <laughs> match at some stages you see him at <laughs> that he doesn't he <laughs> he's like a jack in the box on the sideline Fini- just to finish up, lad, we're back into club season um, when the football finishes and Aaron Gillan got his jaw broken last night or I think it was last night against our our last Friday's group game against Kilmallock and Keane Lynch got sent off. Did you see his sending off? Oh Jesus, it was against uh, Gavin O'Mahony who used to hurl with uh, Limerick. So it was a throw-in ball and they both pulled... They both pulled but did you See a paddy and Keane just lashed across I heard it then saw it. Jesus, it was uh, it was unreal. But that. that that's the f- the funny thing is, just no matter who you are, you go back to club hurling. Oh, and I'll bring some, you back down there <laughs> fairly quick. <and> some <laughs> club hurlers going <laughs> to hop off. you yeah. and that's the way it is, right?
2: <laughs> you have to expect it when you go back to the club. The lads going to absolutely hop off you as well. And even your lads in club training would do that for you as well. Like you know what I mean? You're welcome back. after The only club lads, yeah. 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 You're
0: yeah. no prima donna when you go back. No, to no, no. But all you, equal. You've been playing away, kind of JJ. What's the story and tip paddy? have you got uh, any notification of when you're going to be playing championship or what way does yeah, it, is it going to work
1: yeah yeah no, I'm, I I thought they were pretty good about it this year being honest because we had the under 21 under 20s involved uh, for a lot of the year too and they're in the final now so they were giving us kind of if we get beaten against Wexford if they win against Wexford not uh, today to be so look at it I've often been critical over not letting us know the you know when we'll be playing if certain results happen for the county but they had this year so we're out Saturday week um and uh, as you know the boys I will have to come back in training now after couple of days of enjoyment and as JJ said there'll be
0: loads of lads looking to get one over on <laughs> So you can look forward to that Well listen lads that's all we've time for so the last show of the year we got the two lads that shared the analysis seats and the very first, hit, first uh, GAR started working so that's it we'll be back uh, with the hurling show for the league next year other than that we'll be combining it with the football show so all the hurling snobs are going to have to listen to some of the big ball talk You have no choice you Well, they can skip forward and uh, I am accused of being a bit too too biased towards football when we combine them because <laughs> Conan knows nothing about hurling and I've <laughs> nobody to talk about. When now. I'm the expert on hurling, there's a big problem. <laughs> all right. That's all we've time for. We'll be back uh, next year for the league. But if you want to listen, should listen to the combined show. We'll continue right throughout the league. We'll talk to you then. Good luck. The GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power, home of the GA Hour hurling ACA. And when
2: I started running, I suppose I didn't stop, and when I got the chance to go, I said I would go, going. so I opened
0: up. We're only the small little fish out there, so we are, and we're trying hard to make it through,
1: but it's harder to get the brakes when you're the smaller fish. I love this county so much, you know, and it's just, I'm delighted that the lads, the lads did it for the people of for today, because, like, I,
0: I'm, heart, I'm heartbroken. I <laughs> am